Welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Banwart. This is the podcast where you're going to learn how to take control of your health and wellness through fitness, nutrition, and mindset. Today, I have a special guest with us. We have Coach Kim. Kim is a weightlifter by trade, turned CrossFit coach. Well, actually, she started with CrossFit, went to weightlifting, and then now is back into CrossFit. So she brings a lot of knowledge to us. And this is one thing I really like about our gym is that we all have coaches who are really good at different things. So it allows all our staff to learn from each other. And also it ensures that all our members get very specialty coaching at times, which is really cool. Today, we're going to be talking about her weightlifting journey, what motivated her to get into Olympic weightlifting in the first place. We're also going to be talking about some common misconceptions that people may have about Olympic weightlifting. And, uh, we're going to kind of walk through what, um, a training regimen of an Olympic weightlifter is. And we're also going to end with kind of the mental aspects of training because weightlifting is a little bit different than CrossFit. And also how can we kind of bring these two worlds together? Kim, good to have you. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. Nice. Can't wait. I know. This is going to be fun. (laughs) Yes. Let's start. Let's just start with your journey. Charis, your Olympic weightlifting story. Cool. Okay. So I, um, if you listened to my episode last time, I started CrossFit in around, uh, 2013, And um, I had made a switch to weightlifting in 2014. So I was probably working out for about a year. Um, At the time, uh, my first CrossFit gym, there was a weightlifting club there using the facility. Uh, It was called SHOW. It was an acronym for Signal Hill Olympic Weightlifting. And it was cool because my first CrossFit coaches trained with my Olympic weightlifting coach uh, with that uh, team. So... Um, they had that background knowledge and, you know, they really tried to help me, but I was just really frustrated. Uh, I think just because I was so new to working out, um, I just didn't really get it. I didn't have the body awareness. So, um, I think I made the switch during, um, well, I I have been approached. It was during my first, uh, in-house competition at my CrossFit gym and that's when I met the Olympic weightlifting coach there. His name is Neat. And um, yeah, he just kind of uh, talked to me. Uh, I was very frustrated because, you know, first in-house competition, um, still new to CrossFit, making a lot of fails, very frustrated. I didn't really have the best attitude at the time either because mm. everything was just so new to me. So uh, I think he talked to me then and um, said I could train more with Olympic weightlifting. And I, I even have potential to even compete in weightlifting, um, competitions. Uh, so yeah, that's probably when I was start, uh, the interest was started there. So yeah, that's probably when I made the switch and, um, he was actually at the time getting his own gym. So that's kind of when he branched out and I think he was just looking for, more people. So yeah, I was definitely interested. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And was there any kind of other motivation that got you into Olympic weightlifting? Uh, Probably from my coaches. Like I said, they they trained with him. They were really good and they really tried to help me. And I think it was just hard for me to receive feedback. Um, So I think I just needed more one-on-one. I needed to dedicate more time to it if I really wanted to get better at it. Um, I really liked doing it and it was just very frustrating when I didn't understand it. 
and again, I, th I think that just comes from an experience. So was, this was just kind of me branching out and trying new things because CrossFit was already new to me and I wanted to get better at it. So yeah, that's, okay. I just saw it as an opportunity to learn more. Very cool. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, if you had to go back and do it again, would you opt for more kind of a one-on-one -on -one style of coaching to, do you think that would have accelerated your progress? Uh, definitely. I mean, when you switch to weightlifting, you're going to get more, um, one-on-one -on -one attention. Um, remember CrossFit, we're in classes, so we are with a group of people. We can get some attention, but it's, you know, never going to be really enough. Mm. So weightlifting, you definitely get more time with the coach and you get watched more. Um, so having that kind of attention is important if you're just starting right. anything new, CrossFit, okay. weightlifting. So yes, being watched all the time, everything is very technical. So yes, I definitely would try to get more one-on-one -on -one time with the coach. Okay. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and so this has been how, how long did you only do just weightlifting while you're taking a break from CrossFit? Well, when I first switched, you know, I was young, I was super motivated. I really wanted to do both like mm -hmm. CrossFit sessions in the morning, weightlifting sessions at night. I really tried doing that for, um, maybe about a month. And then I realized like my body just couldn't really handle it. I mean, for being new to working out, new to CrossFit, new to weightlifting, trying to do two sessions in a day was a lot for me. And, you know, having to do CrossFit in the morning, you know, makes you tired physically and sore. Yeah. So you're not able to perform as well when you get to that Olympic weightlifting session. So I kind of had to make a choice where I had to completely switch over. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty hard because then I had to leave my first gym. All my friends were there. So I just had to dedicate that time. If I really wanted to get better at it, that's what I did. That's so awesome. I just kind of made a switch. Um, I just trained with him. Um, my sessions were only with him and uh, seeing the programming, the cycles and all that fun stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of strength gains did you see during that time? Um, I think I saw really big gains because, I mean, when you're new and then you start lifting, you're going to see progress because you don't really know what you're capable of. So just training, uh, I think what really helped me was the skill as well. My mm. skills improved so much, um, way better, um, way faster too than maybe what I was doing in the CrossFit classes because I had so much time um, and also that attention with the coach. So gains definitely increased, uh, skill got way better. And I just was starting to build that understanding of the movements. Okay. And the, yeah, you just build confidence that way. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Uh -huh. <laughs> Very cool. Nice, that's a great story. Yeah. Um, what are some misconceptions that people have about Olympic weightlifting and how do you go about addressing that with your coaching? Um, I think a common misconception is that people want to go heavy all the time and it's not really about going heavy and maxing out, always wanting to build to the heaviest, uh, snatch or clean and jerk. Um, that's not always how you're going to get better if you just keep putting weight on, mm -hmm. especially cause it is so technical. So if you're not doing it right and now you're doing it heavier, um, you know, that not, you might make it, but that doesn't mean it's helping you, mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's a common misconception. Another one is probably the mindset that people 
are not physically capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People really struggle with it. So they think they're not built to do it. Um, or like their body doesn't move that way or they're too old or they're not mobile enough or they're too stiff. And I don't think that's true. I think really it's just about dialing it back. So when it comes to coaching people through that, uh, one, I have to be very positive, you know, to kind of help mm-hmm. people get past that mindset of, oh, I can't do it or, you know, they're just really struggling with it. So I'm very positive. You could probably see that in my classes. You know, I, I go above and beyond with my positivity just to kind of help people um, get through that. They're very hard on themselves. They're, they're going to be their toughest critics. So yeah. I think when you have that mindset of like, oh, I can't do it. Um, it's too hard. Uh, that's definitely going to hold you back. So I try to be very positive in my coaching. And another way to address that is just to go lighter. I tell them to go lighter. You have to start with the PVC or barbell and you have to build confidence with that barbell. And once you get confident with the barbell, you know, you start adding weights and you get more confident there. So it's really just um, coaching people to one, have a better attitude Mm -hmm. and two, just to dial it back. Like if you think of this as really hard, you're probably just going too heavy. Yeah. You're probably just going too heavy and we need to just go back to the basics, go back to the, the foundations. Yeah, I yeah. like what you said, especially about that, you know, building to a heavy, even if it's like a three rep or like everyone has this conception that the only way to get better or stronger at Olympic weightlifting is to go as heavy as I possibly can for that day, no matter, no matter what yeah. the rep range is. Mm-hmm. I distinctively remember a time when I was doing only Olympic weightlifting as well. I mm-hmm. was doing a training cycle by Catalyst Athletics and nice. it was called nice. Kara's Nine Weeks of Heaven. Cool. And it was one of, it was hands down the worst training cycle I've ever done. It Dang. was so hard. Oh, but what made it hard? The volume. Oh, okay. A ton of volume. Uh-huh. Like we were squatting every day. We were and we were doing heavy percentages. Well, I mean, we started a little bit lighter, but we were doing heavy percentages of either snatch or clean and jerk mm-hmm. every day after squatting. So we'd always wow. start with a squat, some yeah. sort of a squat first, yeah. either front mm-hmm. or back, and then we'd either snatch or clean and jerk after that, mm-hmm. or a combination, or like a, a complex of some sort. Right, right. And I remember distinctly remember to this day the hardest training session I ever did was four sets of four snatch at 85%. Ooh, spicy. And 85% doesn't seem like a lot, mm-hmm. but when you're doing it <laughs> yeah, and you're at, but I mean, we never went over 90, right. I think 90% right. of our one rep max for that mm-hmm. entire cycle. Like a lot of it was at like 70, 75, 80, 85% mm-hmm. of our one rep yep. max. Exactly. And that was a cycle that got me better at Olympic weightlifting, just those nine weeks alone, but we never mm-hmm. maxed out. Yeah, It was all nine weeks of high rep, high percentage or like, you know, starting at a low percentage building over time. Mm-hmm. And then that's what's actually got me stronger because my mechanics got super dialed because I had to be dialed because I was so tired and right. to lift that percentage, right. I, my mechanics had to be very good. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Did you have any um, misconceptions about Olympic weightlifting? What do you think are some common ones? Uh, my misconceptions about it personally was the whole max out thing. I used to max mm-hmm. out all the time yeah. and that was stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally have found that doing lighter percentages frequently and doing them well mm-hmm. first was able to clean up my mechanics to where when I did max out, I applied those same mechanics, the lighter weight to the heavier weight. Right. Cause the problem is, is I think that a lot of newer lifters, especially, I think this is more of a problem in the CrossFit world, not necessarily the weightlifting world, but they tend to, uh, want to max out all the time, right. <laughs> but their mechanics are different at 70% than is it 75%. Right. 
and then 80%, their mechanics are different, and then 85%, and then going on until they max out. And then if you compare them side by side, they would look like two completely different lifts because one's heavy, one's a little bit lighter. So, whereas if you watch the pros, their maxes look exactly like they're using an empty barbell because their mechanics are super dialed because mm-hmm. they've done it 20 million times. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely go lighter and just work on those percentages. You don't, you know, if we give you percentages, try to stick to the percentages. Um, and then we will always have opportunities to go heavy at another time. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, can you walk us through what, so we, we kind of already kind of touched on this a little bit, but walk us through what the training regimen of an Olympic weightlifter is. Yeah, you kind of started it. Um, but normally a training session would probably take a couple hours, but that's cause we are doing, uh, multiple things, you know, there's strength, Um, We do complexes, accessory work, even maybe a little bit of bodybuilding in there. But we're doing multiple sets at certain percentages, uh, either moderate percentages or moderately challenging percentages. Like you said, um, maybe anywhere from 70 to 85 percent and not going super heavy. But we're doing multiple sets at that weight. Yeah, at a set weight. You're not building, you're you're staying there. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And so that requires a lot of rest. So there is a lot of resting in between. Um, it's kind of funny because when you go to a weightlifting gym, usually everyone has like their own chair to sit on or like something to sit on because, um, I mean, coach will make you sit down and rest. And it's not necessarily just to rest your body, but also to kind of reset your mind because we want to be fresh for every single set. And we just want to have good intentions and just fix whatever we were working on in that previous set. So mm-hmm. Um, it's not like classes throughout the day. Like we have our one hour classes throughout the day. It's more like an open gym style and the coach is going to be there. Um, not usually a lot of people, it just kind of depends on your club or your gym. Um, but whenever I was lifting, it was only like maybe three or four people at a time and Mm. we would all kind of lift together or we kind of sprinkle in, come in at different times. Um, but we might be on the same cycle or a different cycle depending on, your abilities or what level you're at. Um, but basically since it's more like open gym style, there's not really like a set time or set clock. Um, we kind of lift at our own pace, which is nice. We rest in between. Um, usually what ends up happening since there's only one coach there and it's really important to be watched, um, we end up kind of staggering our lifts. So we all kind of take turns and we go one at a time. I mean, especially if there's only like three or four people there, Um, Like one person will go and then the next person will go. And then, you know, we kind of take turns there. And I think that's super important because then the coach can watch you, Mm. you know, the coach can give you that attention. And also it's important because we watch each other. That was that we were just building that community. We watch each other. Um, We're not only just learning from the coach, you know, we're learning from each other. We're learning how to coach each other just in case the coach is never there or he's out for the day. But yeah, that gives the coach more time to just look at you. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it's hard with classes because we want to get a lot done in a short amount of time. But, you know, when everyone lifts at the same time, it's kind of hard to be watched. And I just kind of have to pick and choose, you know, a few people to watch at a time. So that's normally like how a training session would go. Um, Like I said, we do um, different accessory work for the lifts. Like you would think that we're probably snatching or doing clean and jerks every day, but Mm -hmm. that's actually not the case that normally we would probably start with like a squatting or a pressing movement. Um, but we do a lot of like, um, uh, accessory work complexes, uh, breaking down the lifts. So maybe we do deadlifts, um, high pulls, um, extensions, 
working from the hang, low hang, high hang. Um, we can also do like block work. So that's when you kind of have blocks at the side and you rest the, the bar on the blocks so that it's, you're kind of doing like part of the lift. You're only doing one part of the lift versus the full lift. Mm -hmm. So we're doing a lot of that and a lot of sets, certain percentages, not necessarily building. So yeah, that's kind of what we do. Sometimes we'll do even fun stuff like plyometric stuff. Mm -hmm. I love box jumps. Box jumps was a big thing that to work on that explosiveness. Sometimes we would even do accessories like a med ball throw. Um, like I said, some bodybuilding, like pull-ups. So yeah, it's fun. There are times to go heavy, but it's not every day. Um, if we ever were to go um, heavy and we do the full lift, like a, a full squat snatch and the clean and jerk, um, sometimes we would save that for like a Saturday when there's a bigger attendance, there's more people coming in and we kind of like max out together. Um, and also it just kind of depends on the cycle for preparing for a competition or not. But mm -hmm. yeah, usually Saturdays would probably be like the only day that you actually do a snatch yeah, or a clean jerk, you know, mm -hmm. like during the week you think that you're doing that, but you're just kind of doing accessories to help you build to that. Right. And it's going lighter. Sometimes you go at a moderately challenging weight and so on and so forth. Yeah. I like how you put that because now that you mentioned that, that was kind of what I did with my training cycles. I never formally trained at a weightlifting gym, but I have done weightlifting training cycles written by weightlifting coaches. And that was very common where throughout the week was almost like a prep for Saturday, mm -hmm. which was like your kind of like mini test. That's like, well, you do, you know, three, you know, we'll build to a heavy single on the snatch, build to a heavy single on clean and jerk, or just one of the lifts with some accessories after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you say was the the most effective lift that got you better for CrossFit? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, both of them. <laughs> that's true. That's I a mean, good answer. Yes, both of them. <laughs> it's hard because I have my favorites, but they're all good. Because if you think about it, I mean, you're doing all the lifts in one. Like if you think about a clean and jerk, you're doing a deadlift, you're doing high pull, mm -hmm. you know, you're doing that hinge, you're doing that pull, you're doing the squat and you're doing a press. You're kind of getting all of the lifts in one. Mm -hmm. So all of it, <laughs> they're all beneficial. <laughs> they all helped, um, with my CrossFit movements. Um, you learn how to use your hips, you learn how to engage your lats and your upper back. Um, even with gymnastic movements, you're just kind of engaging them in a different way, you know, instead of like pulling the bar to your leg, maybe you're just hanging from a bar this time, but you're still using that engagement and learning to turn it on. So all the lifts would be helpful for CrossFit. That's awesome. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Good mm -hmm. answer. That kind of got led me right directly into my next question, which was, um, how does Olympic weightlifting benefit someone who's doing CrossFit? Like you already kind of already touched on that. Can you, can you kind of expand on that a little bit more? Uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, you are doing all the lifts in one. Um, maybe you're not gonna, I don't know, throw something over your head with a wide grip in your everyday life. But if you think about it, I mean, you need the strength. Um, you also need that mental sharpness because it is such a dynamic movement and yeah. you have to be fast and you have to be ready. Mm. You have to be prepared to catch that lift. So I think it helps mentally, just that mental sharpness. Um, learning body awareness was a big thing for me because that was something I was really lacking as a newbie to working out, working out in CrossFit. I had zero body awareness, which is why I really struggled with the lifts because I just didn't get it 
when they would tell me to pull it into my leg. Like, mm. what does that even mean? You know, so yeah. um, you start as if you keep with the cycle and you are consistent, you're showing up, uh, it's going to help with other things at the gym. So that's why I was very grateful to have the opportunity to train a, like just only solely Olympic weightlifting because when I did go back to CrossFit, I just had more confidence. Mm. You know, when you have more time with a coach and they're telling you that you're doing great and you're doing, they're telling you what you're doing right, they're telling you what you're doing wrong, then you can like take that with you into CrossFit. You, you know, you just have a better awareness of yourself, how to move, how to turn things on, how to be patient is very important with Olympic weightlifting. Um, that's the same for like gymnastic movements, like timing learning timing, coordination, all that fun stuff. No, awesome. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. That's a great point. And I remember a while ago, I remember someone asked me, they're like, Matt, why do we do Olympic weightlifting? It's technically not a functional movement. And if the, the definition of CrossFit is constantly varied functional movement mm -hmm. at high intensity. And, and you're right, because like, I like what you said. It's like, how often are you going to take something with a wide grip from ground to overhead in one motion that's shaped like a barbell? Right. <laughs> not often, but... This is the explanation I told them, which was, well, it trains all these different facets of fitness all at once. Kind of like what you said, it, it, it trains like agility, coordination, balance, speed, patience, strength, uh, core to extremity. Like mm -hmm. it, like everything is being worked all at once in one lift. So it makes it extremely efficient towards yeah. building fitness and just overall coordination. Definitely. And it's also cool. Like when you do learn how to use your body in an everyday life situation or like you know how we have these big ass boxes at the gym and we have to like stack them on top of each other. It feels really good being, you know, so small and short that I can lift that box, you know, over or like close to my head over my head to stack them. And that comes from, you know, hip drive, learning to do a clean. So, I mean, you can learn, you're learning about yourself and you can learn how to move objects more efficiently, mm -hmm. you know, through weightlifting and CrossFit. There it is, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. You can have Kim help you move. All right. <laughs> I'm very good at uh, moving furniture, if you guys need help. <laughs> All right. So let's move into our last uh, piece here before we wrap things up is how do you approach the mental aspects of training weightlifting and what strategies can people use to stay focused and motivated? Awesome. Yes, I love this question. This is my favorite part because everything is all mental. Whether you're doing CrossFit, uh, weightlifting, anything that you're working on um, to better yourself, I think it's really important that you show up fully and that you be present and that you have intentions and you make effort. Um, that's really important, that mental side of training. Uh, just keep showing up. And when you actually show up, act, be there when you show up, you know, mm -hmm. you have to interact with the coach, listen to the coach, ask questions, keep track of your numbers. That's really important. If you want to see progress, you yeah, have to keep have track, to track of your, the data. Yes. Make data. Um, keep looking at the data, have goals before you come in. Um, it's just being intentional, uh, having an intention when you come in and, want to get better. Uh, I think that's one of the one, one mental aspect of training. Uh, another, another thing is probably understanding that you're not always going to be motivated to come to the gym. Mm -hmm. And so working on that discipline, 
Um, you're not always going to be feeling good, especially people that work, you know, have family, kids. Um, we're always going to feel down at some point, but you have to keep showing up. Um, everyone probably looks at me and like, oh, wow, she's really motivated. But, you know, not. I don't always want to go into the gym, but I show up anyways, and I, I make it a point to move my body as much as possible. So I think the mental aspect of training, and like I said, this is whatever you're doing, is you have to be intentional, you have to make effort, and you just have to keep showing up even when you don't feel like it, you know? Um, because... I try to be honest about how often I move throughout the day, you know? Mm -hmm. um, if you think about class, I mean, it's only one hour of your day. So I keep showing up to move my body because it physically makes me feel good. And I think that helps too, that discipline. You're, you might not feel good right now, but you will feel good later. You just have to keep yeah, showing 100%. up and, you know, still try, try come in with a goal. If you're not really sure what to set for yourself, like talk to the coach more. I think that would help a lot of members at our gym if they just kind of approached us more and, you know, talk to us about what you really want to get better at. And then that way we can learn about you and, um, help you get there. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And th that's a good place to kind of, you know, kind of wrap things up. And if, if that's something you guys are interested in, and if you're at our gym, Red Wolf CrossFit, feel free to book a gore review with Kim or talk to her about Olympic weightlifting, because she'd definitely be more than happy to chat with you about anything, fitness, anything. nutrition, anything. But, yes. but weightlifting is her specialty. Yes, I'd love awesome. to help. <laughs> Any closing thoughts before we wrap things up here? Uh, no, well, I, uh, thank you for mentioning that. Um, I would love to do more goal reviews with the members. Um, like I said, uh, if you really want to get better at this or you are feeling unmotivated, this is why coaches are here is to help you. And, you know, when we're in a class of maybe 10 to 15 people, we can't always get to everyone, even though we really want to. Sometimes we can talk to people before class and after class. Mm -hmm. But at some point, if there's something that you really want to work on is to approach the coach, you know, like pick your favorite coach, start talking to them more, um, set those goal reviews. If you don't have goals right now, that's what a coach is for is like we can make the goals together and that way you can just get better at whatever you want. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you so much, Kim, for coming on today. It was great chatting yeah, with you. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Thank you for having me. And thank you for everyone listening. Friends, if you found value in our discussion today about fitness, nutrition, and mindset, or any of our other podcasts, we do have a small request. Please share this podcast with someone who also has a passion for these topics. And maybe they're just starting their fitness journey, or perhaps they're a seasoned pro looking for new insights. After all, we learn better grow faster, and reach our goals when we do it together. So click the share button now, inspire someone with the gift of knowledge and motivation. Thank you so much for your support. Until next time, good luck, have fun. Nailed, Nailed it. it.